look around the monument and look down toward the other end of the mall to the west. You see a square white building with columns along its front. That building is the Lincoln Memorial. Between the Washington Monument and the Lincoln Memorial is the World War II Monument and the famous reflecting pool that stretches for almost a half a mile from the World War II Monument all the way down to the Lincoln Memorial. And speaking of the World War II Monument, that will be our second stop, and it's just down the hill from where we're standing right now. Facing the Lincoln Memorial, if you look to your left, you'll see a body of water that looks like a large round lake. That is the Tidal Basin, and the prominent white-domed building on the far side of the Tidal Basin is the monument to Thomas Jefferson, known as the Jefferson Memorial. For our tour today, our final stop will be the Korea Monument, which is down the mall near the Lincoln Memorial. On a practical note, I should mention that there are restrooms at all of these monuments except the Vietnam and Korea Monuments. But since both of those sites are across from the Lincoln Memorial, you'll have the convenience of a restroom nearby when you're in that area. Now that you've gotten your bearings, please stand so that the Capitol is on your right and the Lincoln Memorial is on your left. You'll be facing north and we're ready to start our tour. Please feel free to walk around the plaza while I describe this monument to the first President of the United States, George Washington. The Washington Monument was designed by Robert Mills. Construction was begun with the laying of the cornerstone on July 4, 1848, but it would take many years until the entire structure, as we see it today, would be complete. Rising to a height of a little over 555 feet, and with over 36,000 stones, this monument is one of the tallest freestanding masonry structures in the world. It is made of marble, mainly from Maryland, but with a nod to New England, there is also a little marble from Massachusetts as well. The structure weighs over 81,000 tons. At its base, the walls are 15 feet thick. At its top, the walls are a mere 18 inches thick. It was completed in 1884 and dedicated in 1885. Many people refer to the monument as an obelisk, and Congress even designated the Washington Monument as an obelisk. But that is not really correct, because an obelisk is a single piece of stone. Instead, this is an assembled structure and not a single piece of stone. In August 2011, an earthquake struck the D.C. area and literally shook the monument. In September 2011, the Park Service brought in a team of engineers who actually rappelled down the entire length of each side, examining stone by stone the entire structure. The last time the monument was given a thorough restoration was in the 1990s, so the engineers were able to work with fairly recent reports and diagrams to determine the condition and extent of damage to the monument. Luckily, the structure was found to be in pretty good shape for a building that's almost 150 years old. Besides the monument, the other prominent feature here is the circle of flags, 
one flag for each of the 50 states that make up the United States. When you approach the monument, you probably noticed that the marble changes color near the middle. You are not imagining that. In fact, as the monument reached the 150-foot mark in 1854, construction was halted due to lack of funds. Then, with the start of the Civil War in 1861, and with the social turmoil that followed for many years after that war, the monument would remain at the 150-foot height for another 20 years. During that time, focus of the country would shift away from honoring Washington, and this poor memorial would look, for a long time, like a forlorn shaft out in the middle of a wasteland. Mark Twain, in 1874, said that it looked like a factory chimney with the top broken off. <laughs>